Welcome to Super Action Bros Podcast. We talk about movies with robot suits and spontaneous human combustion. <laughs> That's true. Um, and, uh, and and Happy Hogan's love of Downton Abbey. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Swerves your heart. Oh, man. It, let's, let's culturally date this movie. <laughs> oh, it definitely happened in that time. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Super Action Bros. I'm Ryan. And I'm Ian. Welcome to uh, SABMCU, uh, the, the special version of Super Action Bros that we're doing for the next few months, which is the Super Action Bros watch uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, and now we move on. We post Avengers. We've, we've had Avengers. And now we move on to Phase 2. Phase 2. Which begins, uh, strangely, Marvel Phase 2, uh, Episode 1, Iron Man 3. <laughs> Ryan's favorite Marvel thing is to listen to a bunch of numbers that don't make sense. So it, that's true. This time we are watching the third installment in the Iron Man series, Iron Man three, uh, which kicked off phase two of, of, Mar- of Marvel. So this is our seventh Marvel movie. In it a is. Row. That's accurate. <laughs> we're going to watch them all in a row. Ryan. Right. I'm just giving you guys an idea. Seven There's, movies. We've yeah, watched seven. seven so far. All right. So uh, before we get into the show, uh, a couple things to let you guys know about it. If you'd like to reach out to our show, uh, tell us why you think that, uh, to the ever popular opinion that Iron Man 3 is bad uh, you can do that if you'd like by going to our website go to uh, stuffandthingsnetwork.com click on the Super Action Bros artwork and you can go to the page with our stuff on it you, there's the shows there so you can listen to past episodes you can subscribe to, on iTunes, Stitcher uh, or Google Play uh, you can also reach out to us via social media uh, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram uh, and uh, Facebook that's the other one I forget the book I've of heard of that yeah yeah you give a thumbs up there you can also get at us individually on the on the internet at most places for me you can reach out to me at ian at, at irich that's at i-r-i-t-c-h i'm also on twitter ryan roop r-y-a-n-r-u-p-p-e you can also uh you can also email us there's a contact us form on the front website click that select our show send us an email tell us movies we should watch please we'd love to read those on here in our back at the ranch section so uh all of that at stuff network.com so ryan iron man three uh yeah, this is a this is a movie I saw this movie in theaters for I, free yeah. at midnight somehow. Yeah. Um, it is uh, the third Iron Man movie. <laughs> that is a statement, correct? Uh, let's talk about let's just let's just jump into it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, all right. So um, this is the first Iron Man movie not directed by John Favreau. Mm-hmm. John correct. Favreau is in it, correct? But he uh, graciously handed the keys to the franchise over to writer and director Shane Black. And it's funny because you started talking about. Uh, a little bit when we talked about Captain America, how that felt like a um, kind of like a superhero movie, but it's also like this Indiana Jones movie. How you talked about how yeah. it's like that genre mixing. And I never thought until this time, I never thought about how does Iron Man three fit into that. And I think now it does. Okay. Uh, I think it's, a Shane black movie with superheroes. Well, no, it is. I mean, there's a, after watching kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Yeah. Like it works a little, it makes this make sense more. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, Oh, now I see like, why it feels differently from Iron Man one and two, and not just some of the plot information like the Mandarin and all that, which I'm sure we'll we'll have to cover briefly here. Um, but it feels like a Shane Black movie. It doesn't feel like the first two. It feels different. It's got this vibe to it that's more of a. It's funny people are like, well, why? Are, like, well, they were all bummed out when the Mandarin wasn't evil. I'm like, well, yeah. Have you watched a Shane Black movie? They're all about solving mysteries and how things aren't what they seem. Yeah, it's a I lot of every single one I've seen is like that. Uh, and, and just to give you an idea of what we mean by a Shane Black movie, he's written movies like every Lethal Weapon movie. Uh-huh. Uh, he wrote Monster Squad. Really? He wrote Monster Squad. <laughs> the Last Boy Scout, Last uh-huh. Action Hero, Long Kiss Goodnight, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, and this movie, he also wrote uh, The Nice Guys. Which I really enjoyed. Have you seen The Nice Guys? 
Uh, no, I haven't. We should watch that on the, on the show. I think you'll like it. All right, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's got a uh, it's got Russell Russell, Russell Crowe Crow and, and, and Ryan, uh, Gosling. Ryan, Ryan. Oh, is it Gosling? Yeah, it's one of the Ryan's. Ryan Gosling, Not which is interesting because in this movie he kind of is a dirtbag, which you don't normally see Ryan Gosling playing. He's usually always pretty pretty. Well, clean I cut. think that that's part of the thing is that in it in a Shane Black movie, everyone's a dirtbag. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's true. Basically, everybody's a dirtbag. That's true. Uh, and that's that's. I think that the things that I think make a Shane Black movie are there's a mystery to solve. Mm-hmm. It's not what you see, which what it seems, not what yeah. you think it's going to be. Everybody's a dirtbag, but it's funny. Yeah, and kind of dark at the same time. Mm-hmm. And and that's what you get with I, this movie. Too. I would say this is probably, for better or worse, the darkest of all the of all the Iron Man movies. I mean, oh yeah, somebody gets shot on national TV. Yeah, <laughs> hey kids, kinda... <laughs> terrorism. Um, this this movie's <laughs> co-written. It's written by Shane Black, co-written by Drew Pierce. Okay, uh, who has the same last name, but is not at all related to the actor in the movie, Guy Pierce. Uh-huh. Uh But Drew Pierce also writer for Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation. Ah. Um, and he is, I guess, writing the Runaways show that's going to be on Hulu. Uh, speaking of Marvel oh, properties, okay. All right. um, and before that, he had done a lot of work on British television hmm. and a superhero show called No Heroics. Okay, all right, all right. Um, so it makes sense that yeah, you know it works. And then, and then, obviously, there's the cast. Okay, so we have but actually it, it's actually another thing that's writers. I got ahead of myself. Okay, uh, so obviously in the movie they they credit uh, based on the characters by Stan Lee. Um, and Don Heck and Larry Lieber the, and Jack Kirby, the creators of Iron Man and uh-huh. the creators of the Mandarin and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But actually specifically credited are Adi Granov and Warren Ellis, who wrote a comic book, a, a, a story that this movie is more heavily based on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's interesting because they don't usually do that. Yeah. Like you can definitely point at Man of Steel and say, yeah, it's mostly Superman birthright. But it's not like they gave Mark Wade credit. No. Mark Wade, the writer of Superman Birthright, right. in the movie, but they did actually like it, like in IMDb and, and in because um, the isn't movie, they in, give them credit for writing the miniseries, right, and drawing the miniseries. Isn't I, th- there's just the miniseries, not like specific characters? Because isn't the girl who's like the I don't remember. Yes, yeah, several of name. the characters are from Extremis, but yeah. some of the like they reuse a lot of Marvel characters in this movie they very do. quickly. They do. Um, for you know, like C level, D level Marvel characters, right? Uh, who who you know explode. Yeah. In this movie. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But there's also the tribute of naming the president President Ellis. Yeah. That's that's after Warren Ellis, right? Yeah. That's one of my favorite writers. Uh no big deal. Uh so we can talk about the cast. That's um oh god, what's the actor? Is it my is it William Sat Sadler? Sadler? Is that yes. who plays uh-huh. it? Okay. I think so. I'll double check. I, I know, I know. There's he's from a movie that I enjoyed very, very much in my childhood. You know what? I think I'm gonna watch both of those tonight. i I'm home alone tonight, so I might watch both those tonight. What which uh, he played Death in Bill and Ted's oh, Bogus right. Journey. Oh, that's He totally did. <laughs> and Melvin and me. He's, and he's, prefin- he's the president. In this he's movie. the president. He it's funny because I always think to myself, what happened to that guy? And I'm like, he's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's like, absolutely he's, a that guy you actor. That he's face. been in tons of stuff. But not to me. To me, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Death. Oh, you totally Melvin Death. Anyway. Um. <laughs> so the, the big people in this movie who you already know, we got Robert Downey Jr. returning as Iron Man, mm-hmm. Gwyneth Paltrow goop herself back as Pepper Potts, <laughs> uh, Don Cheadle as James Rhodes, mm-hmm. and John Favreau as Happy Hogan. Mm-hmm. Those are all carryovers from the previous movies. Correct. And that's it. There's Jensen isn't here. Yeah, that's seconds. right. This movie has a this movie is a good has a cameo for and it's and they don't point it out at all. You have to remember, remember the first Iron Man movie and be like, oh, 
that's where Tony Stark met that guy. Yeah. Who um, later saves his life. So let's talk about some of the new people we have in this movie. Because sure. boy, howdy, there are some. <laughs> uh, so so our big bad is Guy Pierce. Okay. As Aldrich Killian. Doesn't seem like he's the big bad at first. No, it doesn't. But, but, but he As is. Shane Black, as we are to Tur- want with Shane turns Black. Turns out. Turns out. Yeah. Uh, Guy Pierce uh, is from Memento. That's the yeah. easiest touchdown that people uh, see. He's been in a lot of stuff. He's been in a lot of stuff, absolutely. But the like, the thing that everybody's seen that he's been in or people are aware of is Memento. Boy, howdy, does he chew the scenery here? Oh man! Well, it, and this is okay. Here's the thing. Here's <laughs> I'm I'm gonna explain why people were upset with Iron Man three. If you guys remember this, there's a lot well, of cultural we, backlash, or a lot of backlash with Iron Man three, and I think I know why it is. Is because here's why. First Iron Man movie. Who does Iron Man? Who's the big bad in the first Iron Man movie? It's uh, it's it's Obadiah Stane. Great. So another a guy in a suit. Yep. Let's talk about the second Iron Man movie. Who's the big bad in that? Uh, I won my bird. No. It's uh, it's, <laughs> it's Hammer. Exactly. Guy in a suit. Yeah. So the third Iron Man movie, where they promise us the Mandarin. Nobody promised anything. Those trailers made it seem like he was coming right, after Tony Stark. Let's finish talking about the cast before it we just talk ends about up our being expectations another, for the movie. I think no, no. And here's the thing. I'm not mad about it. Because I don't care. Like, I, I, I enjoyed you the sound, turn that they you did. You sound mad. However, well, you sound like you're doing that. I'm not even mad. What I'm doing, I'm, I'm what, not. what I'm saying is that, is that I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it from a different point of view, from uh. the perspective of everyone who was like, Iron Man's finally going to fight a guy that's not in a business suit. But it makes sense for Iron Man to fight guys in business suits. And I, that's my counter argument is it makes sense for Iron Man to fight guys in business suits. He is and they a guy have, in a business suit. It's just a right. robot. But Guy, Guy Pierce, man, chooses the scenery. He chooses the scenery in this movie. Oh, oh yeah, man. he does. He's having oh, a ball. Yeah, yeah, he's over the top. And it, I mean, it's, it works. It's perfect. Uh, I think he works pretty good. I feel like chewing the scenery is sort of a default mode for a Shane Black movie. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you, you don't want it. It's funny because... I would argue that there's a lot of subtlety going on in this movie, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but not everywhere. Yeah, that's there true. There are a lot of places where there isn't any. Yeah. And, and it works. <laughs> uh, who else do we have? Sure. We have Rebecca Hall as yes. Maya Hansen. Uh, <laughs> she's, she's, if I recall correctly in the Extremist comic, she had a bigger role. Yeah, she does. And here she's just kind of in like four scenes and that's it. Yeah, I mean, she's she's relatively important because she's the first big twist. Yeah. She's the first person to turn coat. Yeah. Where you're all, what, what? And then, and that doesn't last very long. Yeah. Uh, the other big twist is Ben Kingsley. Okay. Love him or hate him? Oh, I, in we're going to, I, I'm, I Now's love the time. him in this movie. I, I, I love Ben Kingsley I love in most ben things. Ben Kingsley. I love the characters that he plays, he plays in this movie. I love both the Mandarin and Trevor Slattery, his, <laughs> his, his dumb character. It's, it's, oh man, it's so good. Yeah. It's so like, the I th- I think that the fact that so many people were angry yeah that you get to him and it's like oh this this actor jerk guy right like that's how you know it was a good twist they they, they got you they were so angry they got you they were so angry in fact that Marvel had to release a, a special yeah, a movie little short I don't think it's stupid I I I think listen I think that that still makes the movie valid but they're like hey so you know. You base this off a real guy who's not stoked. Yeah, but let's let's be honest with ourselves. The character's called the Mandarin. Uh-huh. It would be extremely hard to do the Mandarin and not be hardcore racist. I mean, and this is the way that it works. Okay. The yes, I agree. However, the Mandarin being a man with magical rings, especially once we get to Doctor Strange, you'll mm. see like that is not the weirdest stuff that Marvel has done. Even watching Guardians of the Galaxy 2. 
<laughs> yeah. which, no, I which think, we, we'll, we'll talk about later. <laughs> I don't think the Marvel Universe was ready for magical rings. No, I don't think uh, so And either. as we get later, we'll talk about my theory of how they had to slowly put magic into the Marvel Universe yeah. for people not to freak out. Yeah, and uh, I th- so, but, I think, but I think that if they were to do some other thing with the Mandarin actually being like, yeah, okay, not being an Asian man who's, who's you know, yeah. but actually doing that character as like, okay, that he really exists and there is a guy and he is and he has magic rings. I think now would make more sense. You could tie that into Doctor Strange. You could you could do a lot of different stuff with it. I don't think they're going to. But I mean you could. I mean, they said in that little little thing, the Mandarin basically the Mandarin's a real dude and he's not stoked. Yeah, in that little short, there's yeah. a, which I, I haven't actually seen. I think it's called All Hail the King. It's yeah. like him being in prison and like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's cute. Uh, but, but I think I really Hammer, like, Hammer's in there too, and he's talking about like, oh, it, that's cute. Uh, if you got five minutes after we're done, I'll, yeah. I'll show one it to of you. these days. We'll watch all of those little shorts. Yeah, because we'll there's another them. one that came after the Avengers too, where some people find like a Chitari weapon. Yeah, yeah. It's called like Weapon Something. I don't know. Weapon X. Anyway, no, it's not um, it's that's a very different thing. Uh, we can talk more about about the Mandarin later. Uh, yeah. So uh, besides that, obviously Paul Bettany's voice is back. William Sadler, we mentioned, plays President Ellis. Um, We've got Ty Simpkins as a, a charming scamp, a uh, young, a young, young man. He was, and I just put it together right now. He's in Jurassic World. Oh yeah, he is, huh? That's yeah. where I recognize that, that kid's kid in Jurassic from. World. Uh, Miguel Ferrer plays the vice president. Uh, uh, you recently definitely, passed Miguel Ferrer. Yeah, but you definitely know him because he is a voice actor of some renown. Uh, he's an actor in, of some renown. He's, he's an actor of some renown too. But he was also like in Mulan and and tons of. You like could you Batman can you stuff, can see Teen him Titans. again on Sunday maybe when he comes back because he was he's in Twin Peaks he's also in the original series Twin Peaks oh yeah mm-hmm. but but Albert is that going to be in, in the new Twin no he is but you just said that he just passed away well, yeah but they filmed it before oh right he died right. so no I I saw a clip that has him and David Lynch in it and they're both they were both FBI agents so so there's this other weird thing about the cast there's these extra Chinese cast members who don't appear in the American version of the movie okay. Uh, like straight up, there's a different version of the movie that was released in China because of the Mandarin. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I haven't seen it, but like, I think that they had like a whole couple of extra scenes with these Chinese doctors okay. who were also working on the extremist thing. All right. Uh, yeah, that, that's all I got. Maybe it has something to do with. I should have. I should have done some research. Maybe, maybe it has something to do the, with like a Chinese actor. But maybe it's found like a the rule or something. No, I, I think know. that I'm pretty sure that it was just like, hey, like, if we like do a wink and a nudge for people in China, they'll go see the movie and then we'll make more money because there's a lot of people in China. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of that's a little weird. I should have. I'm gonna look it up on YouTube and I'll tweet something about it. I guess. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, because I, I'm I'm curious to know if there's like a scene or something that we could watch that's subtitled. Sure. Uh, just cause it, it didn't appear in the version of the movie that I've seen. Ever. No, but there's like a whole element of the plot. That's not involved huh. in the American version of the movie. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, there are a lot of other people in this movie. Um, Stanley. Yes. And then Adam mm-hmm. Pally, who is on, uh, that, uh, he's on the Mindy project. Okay. He's, he's the one, the dude, he's, he's the dude who freaks out about Tony Stark. Yeah. <laughs> Got a tattoo. Gary, have a picture of you. Yeah, it's based off a doll doll that I made. made. Yeah, why? (laughs) Why would you not go bring a picture of Tony Stark? I I thought that was a good. Uh, Do you think there's any hardcore enough Marvel fan who's got that on their body? Uh, Yeah, there's got to be one guy, right? Who loves Iron Man three. Uh, Well, there's more than one guy who loves Iron Man three. Well, you're missing one of the biggest stars in the movie. Okay, 
Very the, clearly. Is it the robots? It's all the robots. There are a lot. There of, are so many. People are like, oh, you like Iron Man suits? We'll give you some Iron Man suits. Oh, you want more Iron Man suits? suits. The first well, the first one had two. The second one had. No, the first one had three, technically. First one had three. The second, second one, one had, had two. Well, three. Okay, we'll give War Machine. I'll give you that pass. Uh, and then the, and third, this one has the third one has 40. At least. Actually, no, I mean. <laughs> We, we, Probably thirty. Someone named technically. 30. Technically, Mark Two is is the War Machine suit. Mark One is the um, is the the, the, the one the, that he busted out yeah. of the bunker with. Mark Three was the one from Iron Man One. Mark yeah. Four was the one from Iron Man Two. Yeah. Mark Five is Mark Avengers. Five is the is is the Avengers one. And this one is, is Mark Mark Six through Forty Two. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all so that's 30, 34, 36 yeah. suits. And everyone got really excited when they saw that big one because that. Mid, oh, they're like, oh, it's mid. like a Hulkbuster. It's like, no, nope. nope. this one's not like the Hulkbuster. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> but I wonder if there's gonna be another one. Uh, that's a that was a good scene in Avengers Two. We'll get there. Um. So, uh, yeah, there's there's a ton. Of like, and there's continuity Iron Man suits too. Yeah, like Silver Centurions in this. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a thing from the comics. Yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of these suits are are suits that that are from the comics are various redesigns that you yeah. get for half a second or two and a half seconds. And there's, the there's there's supposed to, there's some pretty cool ones though. I do oh, like yeah. I like um let's see I like the one with the big drills on his hands. He like just hits the ground. Ironically, there were not toys of all of these. There were. But a they are few. hot toys, and yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. But there are yeah, so there, many hot toys, Iron Man. Okay, there are a lot of grown-up figurines, figurines that you place on your desk and dust once a month. <laughs> but there were there were not a lot of toys for your five-year-old to whack against each other. That's true. That's very true. That's a big difference. Probably in a movie where they shoot a man on live American television. Yeah, I can't imagine why they wouldn't. And a man has a that. heroin addiction. <laughs> heroin <laughs> in the Marvel universe, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. Um, okay, so let's talk about the. Um, so I will say this. I will give this to Iron Man. Iron Man is a very theme and I, I won't necessarily MacGuffin, but a very theme heavy movie. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about the MacGuffin. Let's talk about themes. So, sure. uh, Ryan, what is a MacGuffin for the uh, kids at home? Yeah, yeah, we use MacGuffin really, really loosely here. Uh, it is a it is a, a filmmaking term that Alfred Hitchcock pioneered, and it basically means uh, the thing everybody's trying to get in a movie. It's mm-hmm. it's the the lost ark and the ark of the covenant. Raiders yeah. of the ark. It's the ark Raiders, of the covenant. Raiders of the ark of the covenant. <laughs> Ra- it's the it's the ark of the covenant and Raiders of the lost ark. Thanks. I'm glad somebody knows what You're I'm talking welcome. about. Um, so what is it in this movie? Uh, it is the bad guys. <laughs> it is the is it? Would you argue that it's the Mandarin? I think it it is at first. I would say still, I mean, it's... I think it's ultimately the one who's causing people to blow up. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's that, yeah. So Extremis then? Sure. It's Extremis. Eh, and okay. finding out how to stop it. Kind of. Kind of. Eh, well. This movie is kind of messy. I don't think that it's finding out how to stop it. I think it is... Well, it's stop. Okay. It's stopping the Mandarin. And by the Mandarin, I mean the organization that yeah. Guy Pierce has made to this shadow organization who doesn't really have... Has, shadow is a, a, organization. It's a faceless, fake terror group. Yeah. But it's a really a terror group. It's, it's, not a, it's corporate <sighs> terrorism. It's corporate yeah. terrorism. There yeah. you go. Bingo. Um, because isn't the goal of all this to get him to... the the good Like his ultimate goal, he explains it in a good scene, yeah. scenery-chewing bit, is I will own the terrorist... I will own the government. I will make tons of money from the government contracts used to stop the terrorists. So it's kind of the same idea that Hammer had in Iron Man 2? Kind of, but Hammer was 
was more not hammer didn't want to create the bad guys he just wanted to create the good guys i thought he was selling stuff to the bad guys he was was also selling stuff he was double dealing this guy wants to own the whole chain gotcha this is this is late stage capitalism that was mid-stage capitalism. well and i guess i guess that makes sense one of them is selling to both sides the other one is i own the market the first i mean in the second iron man it's okay how many people can clone the iron man suit and in this one it's almost like okay how can we why do we even need a suit well this one is is, what if the iron man suit became obsolete yeah so yeah there you go um all right so let's talk about themes in this movie oh man boy howdy tony stark goes on so this is a really i think that's the other reason people didn't like this this is a very um uh this is a very character driven internal tony yeah, stark I, I have a i have an argument here stuff about movie more I, so than even the other two i, I think say. that this is a tony stark movie more yeah. than it is an iron man movie. i would agree on that uh, and i think he's out of the suit for like 90 he's out of the, the suit time. for most of it and, and that's part of it and I'm, and i think I'm, the other side of it, it is is it really focuses on the guy I'm it gonna, really focuses on the character i'm gonna say it that mark 42 suit's not the best look that champagne like oh yeah like, that I had a station wagon that was that color. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure a lot of moms did. it just makes me think of my 1992 Toyota Camry <laughs> station wagon. It just, there was, okay, here's the thing that I've learned about Iron and Man. And it's kind of like a, Iron got a satin Man, finish, too. Iron Man needs red. Red, red, red. And shiny. And shiny. Not this kind of, like, glossed, uh, ah, too I much beige. suit was fine. It too, was too very much, Too much champagne, champagne. But we did get a lot of other sand. suits. We do get a lot of we other do, suits. to be fair. He's not, it's not the star of the show. But but really, the star, this movie is less of a Tony Stark movie and more of an Iron or Man movie. You mean movie. more of a, the other way around, you mean. Sorry, yeah. It's less of an Iron Man movie, more of a Tony Stark. And the first movie sort of moves us forward in the development of, of Tony Stark as a, as a better human being in right. his life. But then he sort of gets caught up in the Iron Man bit of it towards the end and forgets about any prog- progress socially or, or as a human. Right. Uh, and then that continues until pretty much the end of Iron Man 2 where he's finally like, oh, Pepper, like, turns out I'm a person too and I like you and let's right. kiss or whatever. And then this movie is the first one where it's like, well, let's... What if the what if Tony Stark was a character and not the guy in the robot suit? Right, and, and that's what this movie focuses well, on. Well, and I think it also it's him separating himself from that, and I think that he's now he, yeah. It, Tony it, Stark thought he was uh, he, he I am Iron Man for, for yeah for lack of a better word th- Tony Stark thought he was the shit. So like when you put when you put him let's let's go back to Avengers. And this is really like kind of a a, a post Avengers like a lot of this, this is hinges a, on that Avengers yeah, yeah. movie, um, which is the cool. This was that I remember watching this and be like, oh, it's so cool! Like shared universe. Like we know this movie happened, and, it's <laughs> and now Ryan's like, I'm done with this. Yeah, <laughs> um, but but like it's almost like how do you deal with thinking you're the coolest thing, most advanced technological thing in the universe, and then getting your butt handed, and then to finding you. out, yeah. oh no, you're not, and you, yeah, you saved the world. But like that's traumatic, and like you have to like, and now he's like terrified that yeah, well, I did it once. Panic attacks. I did it once. Now I'm gonna have to do it again. Yeah. Like if this ever happens again, this threat is out there. Like I have to. He's like going into like anxiety mode. It's and like post traumatic stress and anxiety. That's I why think he that drives at least and, sort of Avengers two. Yeah, or at least his motivation. I think Avengers that 2. it makes after now seeing Avengers two, uh, and uh, like you know. And now looking back at this again, I go, oh, I see. I see what we were kind of gearing yeah. towards. Um, but I think by the end of this movie, he realizes that the suits don't make him Iron Man. He is Iron Man. Yeah. Like, Tony Stark being Tony, who Tony Stark is, is 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 what makes Iron Man a thing. You can put anybody else in that suit. It doesn't make them Iron Man. So you could argue that this movie is a journey from him saying, I, w- I am Iron Man, to realizing like I am nothing 
without the suit, even with the suit, what good am I? I'm not Iron Man. And yeah. then later realizing, oh, it is it is the part of me that's me that makes this whole thing work. Yeah. So I am Iron Man. It's like it's it's like, but in a newer, more deeper way. Silly, silly it is. It's like it's like who's Batman? Is it the man in this costume or is it the costume? Oh yeah, it's the classic superhero. Who? Which one is the secret identity? Yeah. So and I and I think and think that since the end of this movie, like he barely he doesn't really even use an Iron Man suit to fight somebody without it getting ripped off him. He has to end up using kind of his brain, and then Pepper kind of helps a little bit. He's got to be a smart guy. Yeah. Um, So he has to he has to use more than just the suits, and I think that that is a character progression. Because I mean, like like Cap said, you take away that suit. What do you, what are you? Yeah, but he you also know? like he also has to hit bottom. Yeah, and it's not he does. The, it's not the classic uh, bottom of the glass kind of a bottom of the bottle situation. No, I'm pretty sure that um, no, no. Apparently, they they wanted to use some of that, and and Marvel said, eh, you know, I maybe, mean, they kind of covered it last know. time a little yeah, bit. They said, yeah, it's kind of an Iron Man two, and and do something else. Yeah. Um. But uh, but like, there's definitely a moment. There's the moment where he's in the um. He's in his workshop and. He's like missed date night and he's already eaten dinner and Pepper's angry with him. And he's just like, hey, like I'm a mess. Like yeah. I've fallen apart. And I'm watching this one with my wife uh, and she actually hadn't seen this movie before. Really? And she just straight up like she's watching. She's like, oh, he's pouring his heart out to her. And I was like, well, yeah, the the character Iron Man is pouring his heart out to his, you know, like <laughs> I was like, wait, this isn't real. But but obviously we're watching a movie. Nothing's real. But right. I, uh, but like. Like there's there are more emotions in this movie than I feel like in any other Iron Man movie. I agree, and I think that that moment too is great because it makes t- like if there's anybody you can get Tony to, to to go, hey, shut up, cut through your BS, yeah, and just like I'm not having it, and she walks away because everyone else is like enamored with him at this point. Mm-hmm. He's just like, okay, yep, I'm wrong, I'm sorry, my bad. I'm well, and and, and, and you never hear Tony Stark say well, that. Well, and, and worse than not just like not just like I'm bad, but like hey, like I'm, I'm I need in trouble. help, like uh, this, yeah, yeah, I'm stuck, I don't know what to do, you yeah, know, like. Help me out. Oh God! In that moment, in that restaurant, that moment also hit me hard when when he's like having a panic attack, and oh, that yeah, kid yeah. just leans into him and goes, "What was it like through the wormhole?" And he's like, "Oh God!" And he runs out of the Iron Man. So he's like, "What is it? What's wrong with me? Is it my heart? Is it the brain? What I is it?" You've had an anxiety. <laughs> As someone who has had anxiety attacks, yeah, yeah it's pretty much. How I happens. have also had anxiety attacks before. <laughs> it just comes comes upon you in, in the wing store in yeah, Florida. Yeah, it just it just like <sighs> you just you can't control it and you think yeah. oh my god i'm dying and it's yeah. like no you're not dying or everybody else is dying yeah um yeah no it's uh so this is i really like this movie yeah i'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say that now okay Ian, i really like this movie okay i think that the deconstruction of iron man the 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 sort of destruction of of tony stark and and his character and then the slow rebuilding of that making him and and the way it sort of ties into the further action plot like there are some holes in this movie plot wise. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but, but I think it is easier to see through, see past those because of the emotional resonance that this movie has. Whereas there are a lot of plot holes in Iron Man too, and there's nothing else to focus on. Yeah. I will say this. I think out of all the Iron Man movies, this one has the most incredible action sequences. Yeah, I agree. Whether like, you like I, where the I plot like goes or not, the total package, but well, here's the thing, but, but, the thing that undid it for everybody is you promise us this big bad Mandarin villain, and that's not what we get. And and to some people who are some people, listen, you you and I know what a Shane Black movie is now. So when yeah. we watch this again, we go, oh, this shouldn't have been surprising. But to I've anybody. seen I've seen lots of movies with twists, and I 
I like movies with twists because I, read, because I enjoy watching them again and then going like, oh, they got me right there. I read an That's alternate thing me. where it's like, this is how Iron Man 3 could have been better and this and this and this. And when I read it, I'm like, oh, okay, this just sounds like, like I re- I'm now going back and rethinking, but something about like how you can include Bruce Banner and then the Hulk fights oh, at the yeah, end. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so we're just doing another Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, That's fine. But it wouldn't be an Iron but Man But it's movie. not this. And I go, you know what? I, I understand the, the Mandarin rage. I get it. I totally get it. And the little part of me is like, oh, but I wish it was the Mandarin, but I know it's not. It's okay. Um, I, I think that this is a is has the most character development for Tony Stark. Probably an unpopular opinion what we're saying here. Most character development for Tony Stark. Yeah. And I think that it has the best action sequences out of all the Iron Man. Oh man, there are so sure. many iconic action sequences. I mean, they're great. Movie. I mean, the whole the whole the whole situation with him at his house, like that all exploding, the house bombing, and then the the pepper yeah, being in the suit, and then hit the suit coming yeah, to him. That's incredible. Like that whole thing him where he's taking the suit's hand the comes house off and pulls him out of the debris underwater. Yeah, and he, so cool. Yeah, see, like that's great. And there's Iron huge fist. explosions. That's a whole dude. There's huge explosions. There's like a lot of cool stuff that happens in this movie. Like a lot of cool stuff. Catching those people as they're falling out of the airplane. That is, that was, that's great. Oh, it's such a cool scene. That's awesome. Um, I think also too, and also the ending, the the ending action sequence is the best out of all the Iron Man movies. Whether you like the movie or not, it has a thousand Iron Man suit, like what a thousand? I'm sorry. What do we, what do we say? So it's it's like seven through 42. So like 36, 36 Iron Man suits. All punching a bunch of dudes on their own, and and dudes who are super powered and can beat the Iron Man. And suits. I mean, for a movie we where we've had him fight one bit. robot suit, yeah, and then fight another guy in a robot yeah, yeah, yeah. suit, and, and more robots. Movie, he fights like, four and now robot he's fighting suits. like now it's these all these robots fighting fighting these super powered dudes. Like yeah. it's pretty cool to watch. It is really cool. Like and whether you also, like how it gets there or not is is another matter. But our, but and, and that's you know that's up for debate. But as far as action sequences go, if you really stack them pound for pound, this one has the most incredible big level like high stakes action sequences in it. And one of the things about especially the last action sequence that I really like is that the other in, movies don't light the president on fire almost. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> in in the Iron Man movies, really the only peril for Tony Stark, in, in the Avengers movies too, the only peril for Tony Stark is, oh, the suit might run out of battery. Yeah. Like, that's literally like, oh, the suit's getting messed up, its batteries are getting low. Yeah. Like, every single time it comes up in exactly. Avengers, yeah. comes up in Iron mm-hmm. Man 2, comes up in this movie, comes up later. But in that final scene, like, you are actually worried that Tony Stark might get hurt. Like, it, it could, yeah. I mean, like... Yeah, we realize it's an Iron Man movie. But I mean, like, he's running around out of suit. There's debris flying around, guys with guns and stuff like that. Like, there's, it feels like there's more peril than, like, oh, no, the battery might die. Right, exactly. You know, and, and so I, I, like, I feel like they did a good job of matching power of hero with power of villain. Right. We could talk about se- sequel escalation here because they did escalate it, I think, because yeah. finally. They're literally actually threatening the president of the United States of America. They take him hostage. Yeah. As opposed to in the Higher last stakes. movie, it's just sort of like bad stuff is going to happen well, when the robots and, and, fight. And, and they make it seem like they're kind of like, again, they kind of touch on that. Not as much, not as heavy handedly as in Iron Man 2, but like the idea of like, hey, this is a government matter. You need to stay out of it. Yeah. Like, and even Tony Stark's like, I just, we, I just flew through a space portal. So I'm kind of like. I'm, I'm, I need to prepare. Yeah, I need to do my own thing. Things, I, gotta, so. I don't, you know, U.S. government. That's right. you guys. I don't. I care. mean, and there's some pretty hefty stakes too because they, I mean, they almost kill 
I they mean, they kill pepper. Ha- yeah, they almost kill a pepper. They almost kill Happy Happy's Hogan. Almost dead. Like yeah. pretty much Iron Man. This what, what makes this movie good? It's that it's that let's strip him of everything that yeah. makes him Iron Man and see what happens. Mm-hmm. What makes him Iron Man is those people who are around him, the suits. And all this technology and that he's so reliant. And him thinking that he's on top of everything. And there is Let's so there, there's a, a lot of moments in this movie where he doesn't rely on the Iron Man suit to fight a fight. Like then that small town, he doesn't have, he can't do that. He has to use other other. He has to use his head. It's almost like you gotta you gotta be more than just the suit. And more so, this drives that point home. I think more so than Iron Man Two, which is that you gotta be more than just this. Well, and also one of the things I really like about the scenes where Tony Stark has to do cool stuff but doesn't have the Iron Man suit. Is that it's really fun watching yeah. the MacGyver stuff. Yeah. And it, it's also sort of like a, there are a lot of movies in the 90s where that happened. It's, it's sort of like, like every movie following Die Hard, somebody had to improvise something in all of those movies. Yes. And I, I it, it's fun watching the hero sort of like pull one over on the bad guy by, Agreed. by putting something in the microwave and, and opening the gas, you know, Agreed. like, like, that stuff is cool and it's also like I get an extra like spark of like throwback fun from from old 90s and 80s action movies where that happens and Shane Black wrote a lot of those old movies <laughs> yes he did and, and it, it but it works so well like it's it's really cool seeing Tony Stark action hero yeah because we haven't seen that in any of the movies every single other movie it's Iron Man action, action hero. hero and this is the this is a chance for Tony Stark to be an action hero without having to worry about the Iron Man suit but you do get to see right. like hey he's smart hey he's inventive like like it this is the one that sells Tony Stark as something more than rich guy with suit. Right, exactly. Because all the, like, literally, you have more, he's more Batman in this movie if Iron Man is the Batman of the Marvel Universe in sure. the sense that it's a rich guy with technology. Sure. He's more Batman in this movie because he can get along without the suit yeah. than I think any of the, any of the other uh, Iron Man or Avengers movies. I would agree with that. Um, let me, let me, let's talk about this, something else. Okay. Let's do, we did kind of miss comic connections. Let's, let's sure. briefly touch on, um, we'll do kind of a, a duel here. Let's briefly yeah, touch yeah. on the Mandarin and let's briefly touch on extremists. Cause sure. those are the two, those are the two sort of movie. big points. And then, and, and then, and then while we're talking about the Mandarin, we'll, we'll uh, really throw, throw in the th- what's up. I want to talk about the Mandarin. I know you do. That's, I and then we'll start, we'll throw it. that in there as well. Yeah. So let's talk about what's the comic accurate version of the Mandarin. He's a, he's a mandarin he's he's, he's i mean he's, he's an vaguely, asian man. he's vaguely asian yeah he's not always chinese sometimes yeah. he's just sort of vaguely mongolian nepal yeah. thai uh-huh. indian mm-hmm. he's brown yes uh usually has no hair and kind of a fu manchu i've also seen him in certain things because he's magical be green for some reason yeah and well that's <laughs> the thing I, I don't know a whole lot about that but he has 10 magical rings they have different powers that right? have different powers and i guess they did the 10 rings yeah but they just, you know, sort of like, well, you know. Well, they did the ten rings in the first one. That's part of the terror organization. There, but part I mean, of. like, they actually created ten oh, prop rings for for oh, cool. uh, for what's his name for Ben Beware. Kingsley. Yeah, Sorry. and he wore huh. them. Okay. Uh, and he drank a, a Budweiser. <laughs> um, but so, what are, what are the Mandarin's magical situation? Oh, sh- he's <laughs> Mandarin is a is shoot beams like let's <laughs> magic let's, beams. Let's be honest with ourselves. The Mandarin is a yellow peril bad guy. Which yeah. is which is a That's term true. that that was used. And it is like the it's like the evil Doctor Fu Manchu. It's the yeah. you know vaguely Asian bad guy who's just an unknowable evil, yeah. and also has mystical powers. Yeah. And so that's why they did something different than yeah. just translating that directly to the screen because 
it's sort of kind of racist. Yeah. Kind um, of. And, and it's, I mean, if, if nothing else, it's based on some racist stereotypes. Yes, that's for sure. Uh, that, that were definitely insensitive. Um, what, what else, what else you got from the Mandarin? Uh, that's pretty much it. You I really it like, so, let so me let's break, talk about, let's let talk me break about down why, why Ryan like likes the Mandarin. One, I really like the twist because I enjoy movies with twists. I enjoy movies with twists that, how he I goes qualifying it so he doesn't say so no, no. i met Shyamalan somewhere it's not like i have another fan i enjoy movies actually he's kind of coming back though but I, I i like the way m night Shyamalan does twists because it works i enjoy movies with a twist where you watch the movie again mm-hmm. and knowing the twist doesn't ruin it yeah knowing the twist it still all fits everything still happens we'll watch, uh, and when you watch it you're kind of like uh I get it. Okay, I can see the I can see the 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 hands in the puppet. Yeah, you know, like where you can realize, like, oh, if and you 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 watch it a second time, and you think, if I was smart enough, I would have caught it the first time around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I think that I think that that sort of happens here. And and my argument goes into except when uh, you start. I, I got over M Night Shyamalan when I was oh, able sure. to call the village, and not just like the oh everybody called the, the village from the first trailer. Not just the one, no, not the one twist, the second twist that I'm like, yeah, this seems really weird. Uh, I'll put it this way: it's kind of strange that M Night Shyamalan's making a period piece, huh? Let's continue. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but so so the 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 other thing that I really like is is something that I've been into for a long time is sort of like underground art and and modern art and and mm. like video art and like nam june yeah. Pike and and people like that uh-huh. and they they borrow a lot of that in the um in the the videos for the mandarin they're i mean if you've ever seen really avant-garde music videos then yeah. the man the stuff that the mandarin does is like oh it's like like nothing like yeah like i remember people being like oh those mandarin things are, oh, those look crazy and i'm like no i've seen like a hundred music videos that look yeah. like that <laughs> like i i've you know and and so I like that aspect of it, and also right around this time, culturally, you may remember. And and let's see, time wise, it was it was actually okay. So this is later, but have you ever seen the movie uh, Exit Through the Gift Shop? Yeah. Uh, so the the premise of Exit Through the Gift Shop is sort of wheel, weird and multi layered, but it's basically Banksy made a movie about a guy who basically rips off Banksy with his approval and becomes really famous for having no art talent. And just so be, is Banksy behind schlocky. all that, right? So that's the whole point. So but that, was like, Banksy behind no, no, all that's that. that's the whole point of the movie. At the is... end, you're like, well, wait a second, <laughs> how much of this was real? Yeah. And then the movie ends, and Banksy's like, ha ha, I just made a bunch of money on the movie, uh, and that's the end of the movie. And and Banksy, for better or worse, uh, you know, whether or not you think his art is really insightful or just really hacky, uh, I think part of the point is that it is kind of really hacky. Um, but but. If it, I prefer, so, I, I prefer Hanksy myself. But that's that's the thing. Like, <laughs> do you know if the you, yeah, I do. It's it's just like Banksy stencils, but it's Tom Hanks. They put face. Tom Hanks's face on it. <laughs> but but that's the whole point. Like, if you if you find humor in that, or if you think that Banksy is like like to a certain like to some people he's really deep, and to other people it's like oh that's just a bunch of BS. Like that I mean, is I, I, that I, is exactly the feeling that you should take away from the man. My my thought about street art is like that's really cool looking. That's all it is. But yeah, I, I remember seeing it. But, I, but I feel like a lot of the same creative DNA exists inside of the crea- like the, the Mandarin character they oh, created yeah, here as that, that same sort of like, is it deep or is it just garbage? Like, yeah. you know, it, it, some people are going to find a lot of meaning in this and be really worried. And other people are like, yeah, that's just BS. Yeah. Like, and, and that's why it works. That's why the twist, especially like, it, it's almost like Shane, Shane Black was trying to hint at it because when we finally get to the the mandarin and we're in his place there's all this very obviously 
Banksy yeah. and Shepherd Fairy yeah. street art inspired art all around. Yeah. And then he's there and he's just a tosser. He's just a piece of garbage. He's yeah. just a crap. He's, <laughs> he's a he's a douche. And and Did it's you like, just not up. <laughs> and that's and that's exactly <laughs> Like that's exactly the same the same take as the ending of Exit for the through the gift shop. Yeah. It's like all this is garbage. Like this is clearly just manufactured for people to think that it's scary or interesting. Yeah, and really it's it it has no meaning and it just exists, you know, for yeah. us to make some money. And that's that's the feeling I get from this the Mandarin, right. which is perfect because he's literally a manufactured terrorist meant to scare people who yeah. don't look into it too heavily. Right, and and so I think that that's why the Mandarin really really works. And it's probably because I used to be really heavily into street art in the in the <laughs> mid two thousands, but um, but there you go. Yeah. That's my that's my soapbox on the Mandarin. I really like the Mandarin because he sucks. <laughs> so let's talk about Extremis then, real quick. Sure. So the other big comic connection is the the very obvious one: Warren right. Ellis and Adi Granov's uh, Extremis series, which uh, the art on that one is, is super photorealistic. Uh-huh. And actually, they used they they based the first Iron Man suit in the first Iron Man movie on the Iron Man suit in that extremist series. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really good. Yeah. And it leads to fractions run on iron on invincible Iron Man. Uh, it, it leads into a lot of really good Iron Man comics. It does. And it, because Iron Man uses the extremist technology to essentially store an Iron Man suit inside of his body. Yeah. That can materialize around him at any moment. Yeah. And then, and then it, he, he, in true Warren Ellis fashion sort of mingles himself with technology so heavily that is he still human? And at this point in the Marvel universe right now, 2017, Tony Stark doesn't exist, but the consciousness of Tony Stark does exist inside of a computer. Right. And is acting as advisors for people. What? Oh, in the Marvel universe. Yeah. In the comics, Marvel. Oh, cause he died now. Yeah. Yeah. He's dead, but, but he's still alive as a ghost inside the machine. Got it. Okay. Um, Okay, but yeah, the extremist—it's just six issues. It's really good. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's wrap this up. So, Ryan, you like Iron Man three? I like <laughs> it a lot. I mean, I, the idea of of we we beat Tony Stark at his own game because we don't even need suits now. We're just super strong and super fast and and have fire hands. Yeah, is cool. <laughs> Why not internally upgrade ourselves as opposed to? I think that there's one big plot hole. What is it? It is. Does Pepper still have superpowers at the end of this movie? Uh, I think they mentioned something that he I, it, fixed it's her. Tossed. It's it's very casually. No, no. He mentions he can fix her. No, but he does. Yeah, they say he they says, st- he says while we were fixing Pepper, I thought, why not take uh, care of my problem? Okay, too. and that's when he takes the thing out. Yeah, a little. There's a the tiny way. part of me who just wants like three movies from now for Pepper to still have superpowers. She's not going to. I kind of want rescue suit Pepper. We got close. Oh yeah, yeah, we did. So, so <laughs> that's a, that's another comic connection. Uh, in, in the, in the Iron Man comics, eventually Pepper dons a suit, but decides that she refuses to be involved with any sort of fighting or, or, or anything. And so her suit is called rescue and it only has things that will help her save people's lives. There's no She's offensive weapons. <laughs> We're gonna go uh, and so she does style. and so she does in this movie right. put on the suit very briefly and all us nerds are like, oh it's rescue <laughs> And it's like, well yeah, Tony Stark Kinda. just rescued her. But also she he, saves him. But also he pu- she punched a man into into <laughs> into explosions. Yeah. So that happened. Yeah that part's good. Um where she kicks some butt. So it's nice of them to let Gwyneth Paltrow do something other than fuss. It's true. <laughs> Come on. 
that's all she does in all the other it's movies. True. Just just you're constant fussing. You're not wrong. Like like and just, not answering calls when they're very desperately needed. Just, just like <laughs> not like fussing like a kid throwing a fit, but like fussing yeah. over things. All right, I, I, I you know, like it. where your mom fusses over you and fixes your hair. And I feel ties it. your tie. And um. So what do you what do you uh what 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 do you uh what else do you like about this movie? Um, so so what do you like? What is I, what is I really the reason? Like what is your final thoughts? The emotional beats of this movie. Like the fact that this movie has like deep earned, like they earn the beats. The kid, there's a kid. We haven't talked about the kid. He's really good. He's good, and it's funny. Mm-hmm. And Tony's totally a jerk to this kid. Yeah. Well, you get to see. That's one thing we should probably mention before we start. I totally forgot about that. You get to see how much of a child he really is. Yeah. Because he's talking to a child on a child's level, and you're and, like, but this is how Tony Stark always talks. And then that tire, that child is like making Tony go, oh, I didn't think about it like that. Yeah. Like straight up, just straight up, like being an adult. Yep. <laughs> Hashtag adulting, Tony Stark. Uh, no, I really like the bits with the kid. I mean, it's really easy for for you to look at a movie and be like, "Oh, they put a kid in Iron Man 3? Yeah. Oh God. Uh-huh. But I think it works. I think it works. I think it, it 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 forces Tony Stark to be an adult. I think that's true uh, to a certain extent. I mean, not fully. Yeah. Although I do, I there are some good. There are some funny bits in this movie. There absolutely are. I really like the part where the kid's like, oh, we have a connection. <laughs> and and, he, and then the kid's all, I'm cold. He's all, you know, I know. Because we have a connection. And he drives away. That's <laughs> great. Because well, that kid's playing him. Or or the the best, my, my wife lost her mind at the bit where he's like finally rebooted the suit in the kid's garage. And he's uh-huh. talking to it on the phone. Uh-huh. And, and it's like, oh, there's something wrong with my speech centers because I, I, I get to the end know, of every, to every every sentence and it ends on the wrong cranberry. cranberry. And my wife just lost her mind laughing because she's like, that's what motherhood feels like. Where <laughs> <laughs> your brain isn't fully there. And every so often you just end the <laughs> sentence on the wrong cranberry. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, like there's good jokes. in this. this movie is the total package. It's got great action scenes. It's got emotions. It's got jokes. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it's, you know, you, you feel like the character has grown and changed by the end of the movie. Agreed. Uh, the, the, the things that happened feel earned. Uh, when characters die or, or bad things happen, it, it, it feels like it has weight. Um, I mean, it's it's everything I want in a superhero movie. This, this is this. Yeah, I, I I was just looking at this movie came out not very like in the same time of year several years ago, so and so I saw in Time Hop recently why? that I had tweeted this might be my favorite do, superhero. Do movie. you know why it didn't come out at Christmas time? Uh, is because, there a reason behind that? Well, one, Shane Black really likes to make Christmas movies. Yes, he does. Uh, every almost every movie he writes is a Christmas movie, right? Uh, but because Marvel likes making money. Okay. And oh. Marvel movies come out in the summer. All right, fair enough. They, they have, <laughs> th- this was this was the last one now, with the Paramount logo. Yeah. And well, because the Iron Man. It, I'm sure if we see another Iron Man movie, we might see another Paramount logo. But but they, you know, Disney's got other movies that come out at right. Christmas time, and they don't want to cannibalize their own money. Right. So put the superhero movies. Well, this out was during what was this well before though they had announced that like there's going to be another Star Wars. Star Wars. Get ready. There's still a Disney movie. There's still another stuff fair happening. Enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, they didn't put it out during Christmas because it's a big summer blockbuster type of movie right. that happens to take place in a, in Christmas time. Gotcha. The the Christmas elements are really small in this movie mm-hmm. and I almost feel like he made it a Christmas movie and then they were like, oh, can we cut, can we not have that? Like, <laughs> like what if it wasn't a Christmas movie? He's like, well, but, but it it's is. a Christmas movie. They're like, yeah, but a lot of it takes place in Florida and then in California and you wouldn't even know it's Christmas there. <laughs> it's true. All right, Tennessee. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's like, 
Well, it's just, you know, maybe there's just snow. I want to see Tony Stark in the snow. <laughs> That's what I need to see. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. Here's the thing. The, 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 the duality of I want things to be comic book accurate versus, but this is a really good idea. Like is is in full swing in my brain with this movie. I I, I will say this after after having watching Iron Man two and then this, I think I enjoy watching this more than I want enjoy watching Iron Man two. I think the first Iron Man movie is still probably my favorite, but I think um, it's close. But I think I like this one a little bit better than Iron Man two upon uh, multiple viewings. I enjoyed this on rewatch more than I enjoyed Avengers on rewatch. That's fair. That's fair. I I can't say I felt that way, but that's fine. I I this one. I found the Avengers very charming. The Avengers is charming, but I was overwhelmed by the weedness of it. Yeah, okay. Uh, no, I, I, <laughs> this is, I really like this. I All really right. like this movie. So what do you rate it, Ryan, out of 10? I don't know. People are going to hate me if I give it like a 9.5. No, they won't. If you really like it, that's fine. I'm going to give it a 9.5. 9.5 what? 9.5 um, cranberries. <laughs> Wow, really? All right. Fine. I'll give it, uh, if you're going to go that route, then you left this one wide open for me. I'll get a little bit lower than that. I'll probably give it an eight. I think it's a solid eight for me. Like, it's good, but I'm not going to be like, oh, man, Iron Man 3's on. Got to stop what I'm doing. Uh, So I'll say uh, eight. I'll say eight uh, briefly appearing on screen and then suddenly exploding Iron Man suits. All right. Out of of ten. And so Blockbuster, Lackluster. I think it's a Blockbuster. Yeah, I think that it's important to watch this one if you like Tony Stark and you're interested in character involvement. Uh, there's only one movie so far in the in the MCU that will not it might not be blockbuster. I'll have to watch it again, and luckily that's the movie we're watching next time. What? So, uh, so, but I would say yeah, blockbuster. Check it out. Yeah, um, okay. absolutely. So uh, before we go, let's do a little back at the ranch because we had some sad news. We had two people who have appeared on this show have passed away in the last two weeks. Not not people who have appeared on our show meaning like, talking no meaning yeah. like actors because like we haven't had that many guests uh, and chewy's still alive and so is my sister <laughs> number one michael parks passed away michael parks who we we watched in from dust till dawn yes uh who has one of the best scenes in that movie passed away mm-hmm. uh at 77 uh there's a really cool if, if you're a kevin smith fan, fan like me there's a really cool they cut a part of hollywood babylon out and they put it online uh where they talk about him and his work and not just like his work in kevin smith stuff but like his work overall mm-hmm. and like it's pretty. It's it's kind of inspiring. He's definitely an actor who could have worked more, but didn't, and he chose projects he really liked. Uh, okay. Um, and he's a very very talented actor. Number two, this has happened the other day. Somebody actually from the Marvel Universe passed away. Did you hear out here about yeah, this? Yeah, no, I Powers heard about this. Powers Booth passed away. Yeah. Uh, we've seen him here obviously in the Avengers from last time, but we've seen him also in. Uh, uh, we watched uh, uh, Sin City. Yep. He was in Sin City. Uh, yeah, Powers Booth has been in a lot. I, I was looking he's been it around up. for a he's while. He's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff. Um, so yeah, we had some losses. That's, that's sad, but you know, mm. I don't know. It, it, it's sad, but, 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 uh, but I guess it's okay. Oh, we, oh, Ryan and I both saw Guardians of the Galaxy too. I'm sure we did. we'll talk more about it in depth because I think we'll probably be able to include that in our run. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch it again. Uh, uh I think I, uh, don't it's worry. one of those movies that I need a second watch. It will watch probably be out. You. It'll probably be out by the time we get to Spider-Man Homecoming. I think the I, only I movie so. we won't be able to watch Again for the show would be Spider-Man Homecoming, so let's do our best to make sure we go see that. Yeah, because <laughs> that'll be the last one that we'll do because we're we'll be done with this by the time Thor comes out. But I'm sure we'll we'll, we'll touch on that. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that's kind of uh, any any cool. We got a really movie news. we got a really cool letter from our friend of the show 10K. Yes, uh, and if and it was in the we talked about it extensively in the last episode of Four Color Commentary. Yeah, so if you pop into the last hour of Four Color Commentary, yeah. you can hear us. 
uh, read he, it in he, full, but he but likes a, he likes short. this show. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Um, and I'm wondering how many times you're yelling at this, disagreeing with oh, Ryan man. about Iron Man three, dude. Oh my god, he's probably he's probably dead. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably like, I can't believe he feels these things about Iron Man three. Um. So yeah. Uh. Well. So that's I'm that guy. <laughs> that's I'm a, I'm the one guy. I guess Ian was talking about I the guess, beginning of the show. There's one guy who likes it. and It's this guy. I guess that's the third loss we've experienced now. Uh, bum out. Um. All right. Awful. So. <laughs> Um, otherwise, though, it hasn't been really much news. I enjoy I'll, I'll, briefly. I I liked Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought it was I thought it was perfectly cromulent. Um, yeah, I need to watch it again. Yeah. It was it was pretty. It For was based dense. based on my first watch, I thought it was perfectly cromulent. Yeah. So oh, there oh, seems oh. to be some uh, between our group of friends. There seems to be some polarizing opinions. But yeah. We'll see. I'm curious how a second watch will do. Yeah, I, that's that's the first. Like I was sitting there thinking about it after I saw it, and I was like, ah, I really need to see this again before I can fully judge it, because I it was one of those movies where I went in with a lot of expectations. And and it, I spent a lot of the movie just being like, well, I wish they would have done it this way. Right. And I didn't give the movie a fair shake of its That's own. That's fair. Um, um, uh, there's some trailers that come out. It, it sounds so. I saw a trailer. I saw some making of. It sounds like the Mummy. Yeah. Uh, that's coming out. Not just doesn't just have Russell Crowe playing Doctor <sighs> Jekyll in it, but he full on does the Jekyll and Hyde thing as part of that movie, The Mummy. Okay. So that looks like it's happening. Um, Wonder Woman's coming out next couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, I still haven't seen Fate of the Furious. <laughs> no, we haven't. We, got, we, need to, we need to plan a time. Don't make it all on me. You don't want, right. I could go right now and see it. Uh, okay. <laughs> I could leave this house, I'm get in a car. A schedule. Dr- I could get it, leave this house, get in a car, and drift my way over to you the closest You could drift movie. your way over, not in your Corolla. I tried to learn how to drift once, but I was too afraid to commit. <laughs> I, was I too could do it in Mario something. Kart. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, there's been uh, the Dark Tower. I know that's coming out. Uh, sure, yeah, the trailer one for that looks, uh, Blade looks Runner. Crazy, yeah, Blade, Blade Runner, Runner twenty forty nine. I'm, I'm is hoping. What it's uh, yeah, I'm hoping it's good. Oh man, I do too. Uh, a lot of <laughs> stuff is is Alien Covenant. All yeah. that situation. Mm-hmm. Did you well. see the Rick and Morty uh, commercial? I did, yeah, <laughs> you know, I still haven't seen Prometheus. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And and every time anybody around me is talking about Alien Covenant, they're like. Wait, I can, have you not seen Prometheus? Hang we'll on. talk after the show. I can make that happen for you. No, I, I, um, I know. I, I just it's just a matter of sitting down and watching. Yeah. Um, let um, me see. Uh, but yeah, that's, I mean that's all I got. I watched a movie on Netflix. Uh, it's called Beyond the Gates. Okay. Uh, it is a v- VHS horror movie. All right. Based on a on one of those old uh, like VCR board games. Oh, I heard about this. That's yeah, on yeah. Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's it's a taut eighty two minutes. It's worth watching. It's extremely gory. Okay. Uh, but but only in a few scenes. All it right. was it was fun. I liked I, it. I I binge watched um, all of it. All of in one of my favorite Netflix shows. But oh, I I, I finished Star Trek uh, Deep Space Nine. Oh, great. It ended. Uh, <laughs> it ended on kind of a bummer. Actually, I'm I'm curious by the way about Star Trek. Have yeah. you seen the trailer for this the new Orville? Yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts? So my thoughts. I know you're not a big Seth MacFarlane guy. I can't stand him. Uh, my thoughts are. <laughs> really, you can't stand him at all. Everybody, everybody who's like, oh, it's like Guardian, it's like uh, yeah, Galaxy, Galaxy Quest. Quest, and I'm like, oh, but without the massive element of self parody, it just is like, hey, we're making fun of Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. We'll check it out. And, and I'll watch the, one I mean, episode. And I'll tell you what I think. Well, here's the thing, like. But it's got, I'm sure it's got your girlfriend it, from Agents of Shield it, in it. it. She's great, but, but <laughs> the thing is, it's a Seth MacFarlane show, so I have to endure Seth MacFarlane jokes. I don't. Hate I don't him like that much. his style of humor. Fair enough. So I can't imagine that this show. But is you love not referencing involve, things, but not. I don't like the way he does it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I don't think he's that funny. All right, fair enough. Um, but but I mean, 
we got it it looks better than star trek beyond or not star trek beyond but star trek discovery which doesn't exist at this point what does it not exist anymore the star the television show that yeah. they've been talking about is definitely going to happen and we I thought we it was really, already saw a tra- trailer for it and everything no there's there's if there's a trailer nothing actually happens it's just a like one of those trailers that's just slides and, and gotcha. cgi okay fair enough uh, yeah i mean it was supposed to there was supposed to be like the pilot by now oh well, by earlier this year. Well, yeah, <laughs> they um, haven't even announced. They just barely announced a cast at this point. All right. Well, um, maybe they're making it better. See what else. Maybe that's what they're waiting for. Oh yeah, let's, <laughs> let's hold our breath there. I think. I mean, I, that's all I got. I'm done. I've I've not done anything else outside of that. What's the next movie we're watching, Ian? So before we go, uh, let's give you a preview of the movie we're watching next time. First of all, thank you for joining us for thank Iron you. Man three. Uh, and next time we're going to be watching the, what Ian feels is the only movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that you could probably skip, and I think Ryan will agree. We're watching Thor: so The Dark World. Uh, oh. No, I would say Incredible Hulk is more important to the story yeah. than this one is. Thor: The Dark World. Uh, this one might. This one kind of has an Infinity Stone. I've so seen half of this movie. Yeah, we'll and see. then I fell asleep. Uh, yeah, Thor: The Dark World is not my favorite. I'm gonna go into it with an open mind, and and try to be accepting of it. But uh, yeah, I didn't. I, I remember being like, it was okay. This is the first one where I was like, all right, maybe I don't need to see them all. <laughs> I feel like. But I feel yeah, like- I still have. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. So, uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us for Iron Man 3. Uh, feel free to come on back next time and join us for Thor The Dark World. Not Maybe Thor that'll be my new favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> I, I, I doubt, movie. We'll I somehow doubt it. Uh, so join us next time for Thor The Dark World. And remember... Whether it's blockbuster... Or lackluster... We're, we're the, the Super, Super Action Bros. Bros. This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com.